What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Raise the Level. This is your host, Michael Elwell. On today's episode, I'm going to talk about the last year and a half, where things have been for me personally, and where things are at in the facility. It's been a long time since I've talked into this microphone and, and done a podcast, so I'm excited to be back and excited to talk about my thoughts and, and where things are at. When I originally started this podcast, I had a goal of being able to drop consistent episodes, you know, once a week, maybe once a month. As I started to do more podcasts and things like that, I started to realize the time consumption it took and the income I got from it didn't really reflect the time. So that is the the reason why I took time off of the podcast. Now I've wanted to get back on here for a while, but you know, things have been, you know, pretty busy in, in my personal life. So you know, now's a good time for me to do it and, and I'm excited to get going. So here we are. And um, as as much as I'd like to keep having guests on every episode, I don't know if that's going to be the route. Now, I might have some here and there, but a lot of it's going to be topics that I come up with, topics that I find important and things that I see on a daily basis uh, with our athletes that need to be talked about for more to hear. So I'm really excited to get this going and every episode in hopes is going to be different um, as I do this. So I always appreciate feedback. I always like to know what people think about the episodes and what they, I guess, want to hear from. So um, always reach out to me. If you're listening to this, shoot me a text, uh, you know, hit me on Instagram, whatever it is. So I'm open to ideas and I'm excited to get going. Now, a lot has happened and changed since my last podcast. So I'm going to quickly skim through a couple of changes that have happened in my life. Um, a lot of you know I don't like to talk too much about myself. So um, at the time, I was a hitting coach for the Elite Squad Academy, as well as having my own hitting program at the facility. Um, things have changed. I'm no longer with the academy. They have moved up north to another facility, and they're doing well for themselves. Very happy for the organization, for Richie Palmer, Chris, and all those guys. Uh, they got they got great athletes, and they got great coaches coaching them. So nothing but the best for them. And you know, they already started a hot, a hot start this last week. So shout out to Elite Squad Academy. I appreciate everything, you know, that you offered me for those two, three years and, and really got me going uh, for my career as a hitting coach on a team aspect. Since I was no longer with them, uh, I had a void to fill. Thankfully, I was able to take over the strength and conditioning program here at our facility while maintaining my hitting program. So things are good for that. A lot of people know I, I had goals of being in the strength realm, uh, working in that world. So it was really nice and rewarding to get that opportunity in the weight room. And, you know, I've kind of just ran with it. We've had a, a great last four or five months since the change and my program is doing well, as well as the hitting program. I've hired a couple guys and, you know, things are rolling. We're doing really well. We're learning every day and we're trying to just implement things for the future, trying to make our athletes better and, and consistently learn, you know, what can we do today to make ourselves better tomorrow? Aside from work life, I feel like I've, you know, taken a step in the better direction as far as health and diet. Um, very, very focused on what I'm putting into my body and, and how I'm treating myself. So that's something that I, I want to speak about. I want to help people with. It's something that I've been doing for four or five years, trying to find my niche of, you know, when to eat, what to eat, and and how to treat my body. I feel like I'm kind of getting into a point where. I'm dialed in, I, I know what I need, and I can surely help others. So that's definitely going to be a topic we talk about and hope that I can help more people uh, through that process. That's all I'm going to really say as far as personal stuff going on at the facility. 
Um, we'll probably talk about things as a byproduct of, of topics as we go along. But, you know, the first thing I want to talk about today um, and, and with what I see with the younger athletes um, mostly is, is body language. I want to talk about body language and the effect it has on you, the people around you, and your next repetition. So obviously the younger we are, the less we understand body language and how it affects us. You know, at a young age, I didn't really understand that throwing my hands up was a sign of disrespect, whether it was to myself, whoever was telling me what to do, or just the people around me. You know, energy is a big thing. How we portray our energy, how we portray ourselves, other people are going to feed off of it. So if I'm the guy that's always negative, um, and, and you don't even have to be negative vocally, just the way you, you walk around, if you're pouting with your hands, you know, your arms crossed around your chest and you have, you know, red cheeks and a frown on your face, I'm going to, I'm going to feed off of that and I'm going to be around that. And at the end of the day, that energy is going to affect me. So body language is something that I, I try my best to have the best body language uh, around other people. And it's something I'm aware of. It, it kind of sucks that I'm aware of it because I pay attention to a lot of people's body language and, and what they're doing. So um, one thing I've noticed with young athletes in particular, when I say young athletes, I mean the age of under 14. Um, when, they, when they experience failure and within seconds after that failure have bad body language, I don't have stats, but I'd say 90% of the time that next repetition is a, fail, is a failed rep. Not because they're not physically able, but because they're not, you know, they're too emotional at the time to let their, their brain work. They don't have the, the capacity to, to think of three different things at once. We can't be mad at the, next, at the last rep, currently mad at ourselves, and then focus on the next rep. We won't be able to produce our best outcome. So one thing that obviously I see is bad body language. The one thing I've been doing is taking two deep breaths in the nose and out the mouth. So telling my athletes literally sniff hard through your nose twice, like breathe, and then breathe out of your mouth. This is giving their, their brain a chance to get oxygen and basically think and relax and breathe. So I challenge, obviously, if you're listening to this now, if you're a high level athlete, um, to do this when you feel any type of frustration or, or stress um, during your training, think about breathing. Let your body relax. The more you can practice this type of breathing in practice, the easier it's going to be in the game when pressure actually hits. So even if you're not stressed, even if you're not in a stress environment where you're failing, it is a good idea to practice these breathing techniques. That way you can just be in a rhythm with yourself and, you know, be used to breathing, being used to being in a flow with your body. Um, it's, it's very, very beneficial. So I think a big reason young athletes struggle with this more than higher, you know, higher age athletes is because they don't, they don't typically understand that we're supposed to fail in practice and practice is supposed to be harder than the game. Now, a lot of people don't agree with that concept of practicing harder than the game. And that's a whole nother topic in its own. But if we can, if we can do things hard during practice and we can fight through them, meaning fight through the positivity or negativity and just staying neutral, we are going to have a better chance in the game at having success. Now, that sounds like such a crazy topic because a lot of people want practice to be fun and you want your sport to be, you know, enthusiastic. But at the end of the day, we need to get better. 
And in order to get better, you have to do things that are hard. And if you do things that are hard, you're going to experience failure. The earlier you can accept that failure will happen, the easier it's going to be when you experience it. It's almost like, oh, finally, I got the failure. Now I can move past this. Now I can experience the failure and get better and learn. I encourage everyone to go back to the interview I had with Tristan Cassis where he talks about failure and how he seeks failure and he knows if he fails, it was a good day. You know, a bad day would be failing and having bad body language towards that failure. So understanding that failure is a part of the game, understanding that failure is going to get you better will make, you know, the step of having better body language better. The last thing about failure and bad body language um, that I'll say is when you, when you portray the bad body language, you're almost telling your brain that you can't do it. You're, you're telling yourself, oh, I failed. I can't do it. The next one's going to be a failure and so on and so forth. The moment you experience that and you tell yourself you can't do it, you might as well pack up and go home for the day because you're just wasting your time. Your body doesn't understand the difference between a good rep and a bad rep. It just knows that that rep happened and is going to try to instill that repetition. So if you know you're negatively thinking, you have bad body language, but you're like, no, I'm just going to do it anyways. I'm just going to keep hitting because I'm mad. You're only getting worse. So the understanding of this concept is it's all about knowing you have to have good body language. And now I'm not saying you have to cheer up and down every time you get a base hit or you hit the ball square, but just acknowledge it. Acknowledge the good rep and move on. Because if you hit a home run first at bat of the game, guess what? Second at bat, you still have to focus. If you strike out first at bat of the game, guess what? You still have to focus. So staying neutral is something that, I mean, I've been preaching staying neutral in everything for years now, but especially in bad body language, not being too high or not being too low is going to be something that certainly helps. A lot of this comes down to self-reflection and understanding who you are as a person. Are you a person that gets mad when you have failure or, or not? If you get mad, why do you get mad? Do you get mad because you want to you want to like really do well or do you get mad because other people saw you fail? So having a, I guess, a self-actualization of, of what your goals are and what you're trying to do is going to help things along the way. But overall, staying neutral, having good body language and just being a good person with good energy is always going to help you get to the next level. I appreciate everybody that stuck around to listen this far. Um, certainly going to be dropping a podcast once a month, if not more. If you like this content, share it with a friend, shoot me a text, tell me you appreciated it. Um, and, and if you have any feedback or, or topics you'd like me to talk about or discuss, I'm always open. So thanks everybody. Have a great rest of your day.